0: welcome to the readerly report your hosts are gail weisswasser and nicole Bonilla. we hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations recommendations and observations on the reading life thanks so much for joining us Okay, so welcome to another edition, another special edition of the Readerly Report. We are doing our March Book Madness Round two. Gail made a list of all of the books that advanced, so we have some new pairings to discuss this week. Before we get into that, I need to ask Gail because you know, I very briefly looked at some of the pairings that we're going to be discussing. And I already see that we are not going to agree. So what is going to be we need additional criteria, I feel like, to make the ultimate decision. And what is that gonna be?
1: Yeah. Should we go to Goodreads and see where the reviews are? Should that be the tiebreaker?
0: No, because it's supposed to be us. Okay. Deciding our favorite book. So flip a coin. I don't know. It's going to be
1: really hard because if – I mean, I think we should make a good faith effort to convince the other one. Um, Okay. But then maybe we should decide one criteria. So we had three to start with. We had, is it engaging throughout? Is it a relevant and timely topic? And do you think it will stand the test of time? And so maybe do we decide one of those is more important than the others? And so if we're at a tie, we – sort of break it down into those three and see if one is stronger in one of those than the
0: others? Maybe standing the test of time. Okay. We'll see how we do. Okay. Okay. I'm already so what's our first one
1: of, one of these is going to be really hard. I'm not sure about the others, but one, one's going to be tough.
0: I see. I feel like, like two. two will be because yeah. I feel like there's one uh, that you will feel very strongly about. And I feel really strongly the opposite way.
1: Okay, well, let's get into it and see. Hopefully okay. you and I have not broken up by the time this episode is over. <laughs> this might Ladies be the last gentlemen. episode yeah. of the Welcome Readerly the Report. the final episode of the Readerly Report. Uh, I think okay. in the end, uh, I would concede rather than lose our friendship. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's start with the easy one. I think this is an easy one. Eligible,
0: versus are okay. all on the train.
1: Actually, maybe it is. See, I don't know. I maybe thought that this a- was going
0: to be the. I thought this was going to be a deal breaker because I feel like you're going to want to advance eligible, and I don't think eligible should advance.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, uh, so, and, le- and one thing I want to note is that I haven't actually thought about these matchups till now. Like, I decided I was mm-hmm. going to come into this fresh, and I think, as is clear from this conversation, Nicole and I have not discussed this. We have not sent each other a draft with a little check mark next to the ones we think we're going to do this is a completely fresh and organic conversation um, right. and fresh to myself like even in my own head so okay we have girl on the train versus eligible and and to remind ourselves is it engaging throughout is it a timely topic and will it stand the test of time um, I'm not so sure we're going to disagree on this one
0: really? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess because you love Eligible so much. And then I was just thinking, well, we have to take love out of it. I feel like Eligible dated itself with the... Like, I think it would have been on track for all of those, except for the last third of the book. It just veered wildly from everything it had been doing. Like, I was really... I mean, the ending was okay, Uh, with the reality show or whatever, I just felt like it just veered too much into camp. And Mm -hmm. not that reality show, like I, I feel reality shows are here to stay, but I just feel like with that book and with the way they went with that, it was just, I don't know, it just got a little ridiculous to me. And I feel like Girl on the Train, the issues like alcoholism, suspicion of spouse, you know, of, of your spouse or, you know, jealousy over an old lover. I think those things are very timely. Mysteries are very timely. I just feel like Girl on the Train in 20 years, you'll be able to read that and it'll still be recommended. and you know, it'll be a classic at that point, but.
1: I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I think that, you know, my admiration for Eligible was less about the the merits on its own and more about how cleverly it mirrored the original and brought it up to current day. I agree with you that it's already feels outdated with that whole eligible, you know, matchmaking, Bachelor-esque program at the end. Not that The Bachelor's not still on. I watched it last night. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think you're right that there are some elements like the sisters with their... CrossFit, it, it dates itself. I mean, it's not that, it's not, it doesn't feel stale yet, but it definitely pins itself in a very particular point in time. So, um, again, I think like my love of that book is based truly on my love of Pride and Prejudice and not as much on my love of eligible. And I do love Curtis Sittenfeld and I love her writing and I think it was engaging throughout, no question. But like, Timely and relevant and standing the test of time, I think it falters on these, whereas Girl on the Train is always going to be a suspenseful read. And um, yes, you're right about the issues of alcoholism and abuse are certainly timely. For me, what I think the true strength of that book was in in category one, which is engaging read, really sets you in. And I think that will continue with criteria three. I think that's always going to be an engaging read. And I think People, you know, it's always going to be the point where someone will say, hey, you haven't read Girl on the Train? Oh, that's what you should take on vacation. Like, that's going to happen for a long time. So I don't have any problem advancing Girl on the Train over eligible on this one.
0: Hmm. Well, friendship's intact. (laughs) So far. Eligible it is. (laughs) I mean. I mean, yeah, Girl on the Train it is. Girl on the Train it is.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's. And I think what's interesting about these conversations we're having is that you have to compare, you have to sort of judge the book, not or the matchups, I guess, not so much like thriller versus thriller. That's kind of what we did on the first round. We did Girl on the Train versus Best Day Ever, so it was like a, a psychological thriller versus a psychological thriller. Now, as we get into round two, and I suspect as we get into the later rounds, we're judging the merits of the book as it would compare to other books in its class rather than as it compares to its its partner in the matchup because these two books are extremely different and they serve really different purposes and right. you, you know eligible is a parody and it's an homage and it's part of a series of books that were modernizing jane austen books it was you know very had a very specific purpose and that's why she wrote it whereas girl on the train was intended to be a thriller and potentially a, a screenplay or the basis for an adapted screenplay. And I think it's fair to judge each of these on its the merits of, of its own type of category. Right. All right. So girl on the train advances eligible goes home. like it's like it's protagonists at the end of the show it goes home girl
0: on the train just got a rose
1: yes got a rose it's going to be here next week okay so the next one this is another a harder one too um waiting for eden versus everything here is beautiful um these two books maybe more similar than the last matchup, but they are also still pretty different, and certainly in their subject matter and their style. Everything here is beautiful, is long and kind of lushly written with lots of detail, whereas Waiting for Eden is very spare. Um, Minimalist writing, uh, but I think equally as emotionally powerful as Everything Here is Beautiful. Both of them deal, I think, with pre- pretty uh, timely issues. One is uh, about kind of assisted suicide, uh, loyalty, and certainly the casualty of war, casualties of war. Whereas everything here is beautiful, also about loyalty, but a lot about mental illness and uh, I guess sticking by people or supporting people who you love who are afflicted with it. Right. You have a you have an early Victor on this one.
0: For me, it would be everything here is beautiful. I waiting for Eden is just I mean, we're trying to find our best book or or I don't know, it's just too dark for me. And let me try to relate that. <laughs> let me try to back that up with some of the actual criteria. I, you know, it's not like I don't think it's timely. I mean, it it definitely will be timely as long as people are dealing with these issues with husbands being deployed, people coming back compromised by the war and it affecting their relationships. I always think that it's going to be timely. I don't know that that is like everything here is beautiful was engrossing to me in a way that I was Curious to see what was going on. It's very relatable to immigration issues that we have here, mental health issues that we have, and people having access to resources, how it affects their relationships. I think waiting for Eden, you could call it engrossing, but in a way, I think it's just so visceral that it's a turn off. Like it took me a while to get through that book. Like it's like, I appreciate that book, but in terms of being gro- engrossing and just wanting to get to the next page, I don't feel like it's that type of book. It's, it's more like, okay, I've read this. Let me think about it for a while. Or I read this and it was really difficult and I need a minute. You know, it, mm-hmm. that's a very short book. It's not a book that you race through. Hmm.
1: It's funny. I've kind of flip flopped while you were talking. <laughs> So I came into this thinking I was going to come out waiting for Eden because I was focusing on kind of the experience of reading. I didn't love Everything Here is Beautiful, as you know. I had some issues, especially with the beginning. I felt that it meandered. I felt that it wasn't as, I don't know, parts of it weren't as engrossing as I wanted it to be. And so I And I never
0: feel like you can count the beginning of that because you didn't like it on audio.
1: Right. I didn't like it on audio. That's true. But as you're reminding me of Waiting for Eden, it also was not a terribly, uh, I don't want to say positive. I, as a reading experience, it was, like you said, it's very difficult. And there were some parts to it where I felt a little disjointed from it or disconnected. Like some of the parts where Eden is um, kind of hallucinating and imagining things. Uh I think I would still give the edge here to Waiting for Eden because I feel like it is certainly category number two about timely and relevant. And I think when you think about sort of military or war or soldier fiction, I think this ranks really high up there. And I think that you could pick this up in 20 years and still get a good sense of, you know, what was it like in that conflict and what was it like to come home from that conflict um so i feel like the the timely and relevant part is really strong for for this and i think also standing the test of time i think waiting for eden would stand the test of time more than everything here is beautiful but i don't feel so 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 strongly about this that i couldn't be convinced or that i would be i mean i think i'd be okay with moving everything here is beautiful forward i don't know um Shoot, we definitely need our tiebreaker. Like, we need we need a ringer to bring in when we when we can't decide. Like a parent, you know, who's going to come in and just be like, "Okay, here's here's what you do." Right? Is there all right? Which which of these do you see? Could you see one of these being assigned for a college course? Could you see one of these being made into a movie? Could you see um? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what's what's what tips the scale here. I'm
0: trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is a movie that doesn't get made because it's too dark. (laughs) Both of them. No, Waiting Uh, waiting for for Eden, Eden. Mm -hmm. Waiting for Eden. I just, you know, like, I just don't feel like I I just feel like this is really specific. Yeah. Like I said, it was there were things that took me out of the book. Like what? Deciding to tell it from the dead friend 's perspective when they 're sort of maybe in heaven or i don 't know that that kind of took me out of the book to make me think about that. you know I can understand that he wanted he wanted to have an omniscient experience, but you can have an omniscient narrator without making it like, "Oh wait, so the friend is dead and he 's looking you know he 's relating he 's relating the story the story 's coming from his perspective. Um, I had issues with not really being able to see. I felt like the wife's perspective was the most limited, and I really didn't know what was going on with her. But we got, you know, such a good perspective of the friend and also Eden, and I wasn't sure why that was. I had some questions about it, like I said, between the dead friend narrating and it just being such a harrowing read. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think the I, well, length of the
1: books here also weighs tips to scale in favor of everything here is beautiful? It's just a longer book. It's just, there's more to it.
0: Not that there's a, I mean, because I feel like, I felt like Waiting for Eden was complete for, for what it was describing, which is basically the moments that he is aware and the fact that you know, the wife has a decision to make whether she is going to, I guess, allow him to be to like compassionately release him from this existence that he's experiencing mm-hmm. or does she just love him too much to let him go? You know, I just feel like the edge on this too. I just feel like the edge is accessibility and I just feel like this is just a much more niche and inaccessible an novel than everything here is beautiful.
1: Right? Um I'm okay with that. I'm okay moving um everything here is beautiful forward. I I I'm I'm at peace with that.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. But here's where things What's next? Good. American Marriage. American Marriage versus Great Believers.
0: Uh, what else do we have?
1: <laughs> you want to do that last? Yes. Okay. The, uh, the fourth one. All right, we're going to skip that one. Uh, the <clears throat> last one is The Stars Are Fire versus Department of Speculation, which are two Ooh. incredibly different Okay. Roles.
0: So these are both really difficult. I was wrong that I was going to get pushback on the first two. Maybe I, I made my case, but I feel like these are much tougher. Okay,
1: why don't you start with the, the
0: fourth one, and we'll I'll listen, and then maybe we maybe we'll be more aligned than you think. Uh, maybe we yeah maybe we will be. So the Department of Speculation it's a short novel. It's about this woman who is. What her husband had? There's been some infidelity in the marriage, and she's taking some time. She's like going back and reviewing their relationship. It is. I feel like it was an engrossing read, and I at the time I felt like there was a lot of like pithy little statements that things that that just ring true, and you want to underline, and you're just sort of like yes to a bunch of different things. The stars are fire is just. Because of the nature of it and because I've read it more recently, you know, I think also with some of these books that we're talking about is trying to recall them and Mm -hmm. not suffering from recency bias, Mm -hmm. which I feel like we do a lot. You know, like the book that you've read most recently is the one that really sticks out. I just feel like because of the nature of the Stars Are Fire, because it was just. Because Anita Shreve was able to really nail the emotion that was going on in this, that it's something that sticks with me more. I just feel like issues between with autonomy and women and independence and sort of finding the balance between being a mother and being a supportive wife and not losing yourself is something that's timely, and I feel like, you know, even though that book was set in the 1940s, there was something that was still so moving and poignant about it. Jenny Offal's book, I feel like when you're reading it, it's just like, there's these things that you agree with, but it's different because it's a much cooler kind of read, you know? Like, I feel like I read that, and I could relate to things, but it was much more just sort of like, oh, you know, aha. It was not like super emotional if that makes sense mm-hmm. like I just feel like it's a much colder kind mm-hmm. of book
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I think everything you just said is right um, I do worry that I am biased towards the stars are fire because I read Department of Speculation so long ago and I haven't read it since so right. it, it's my memories of it are much hazier um, I think you're right that it is told from a bit of a remove it's kind of her style. It's kind of, there's a coldness to it. That while it might be very um, familiar in some ways, some of the emotions that the main character feels, and she's not cold, like she's actually quite hurt and upset. I do think that the book is told in a style. It's kind of almost like stream of conscious in a few places. It's not this linear book. Now, The Stars Are Fire wins on one of the most engrossing reads I've ever read. It's like that has that care, that category nailed. It was, I couldn't put it down. You remember I was so upset because I was listening to it on audio and it expired and I couldn't find it. And I was like, it was like I needed my fix. I was like an addict. And it also does bring up, uh, some themes about women and independence and feeling trapped and, and sort of finding your way out of a bad situation. And you know is the stars are fire going to win this overall bracket competition i doubt it but i (laughs) i feel like it deserves in this matchup to move ahead wow three for three three for three yeah so i'm good with that okay now is the part where you and i are (laughs) going to potentially break up so we have two books that both Nicole and I feel really strongly about. And I suppose if I had planned this better, I would not have matched them up together so early in this competition. Cause I can see, I could see this uh, matchup that we're yes. about to discuss. B- Gail is
0: responsible for the yeah. bracket. I'm in,
1: I am <laughs> responsible for it. And you know what? Newbie mistake. This is the first year we're doing this. I could see this matchup having been round four, but you know yes. what? That's what happens. Like these, these, Things are not always perfect in terms of, like, you look at March Madness, it, we're modeled this after, and you don't always end up with one versus two. Um, I think that yeah. next
0: year we should rank the books. Yeah, seed them, right. Seed them. Yeah. Like, what's most likely to win? Because these would be very two very highly seeded books that I suspect would have knocked
1: a lot of other ones out along everything
0: the way. else out. And this would have been yeah. our ultimate conversation. Yeah. So
1: note All right, to self, well, note to self, right. Hindsight's 2020. 20. So, okay. Yes. So we have two excellent books here and you and I feel extremely strongly about both of those books. And so I think what it's going to come down to is not the engrossing nature of the book or even necessarily the timely, the, uh, Will it stand the test of time? Because I feel they will. Yeah. So then what it comes down to is do you pick the book with a n- narrow, with a with a kind of, I'm going to say an agenda, but that has um, a real statement about society versus a book that is more epic and more of like a sweeping. Examination of something that happened twenty-five years ago.
0: No, I think they're both statements about society, though. I mean, I think Rebecca McKay, one of the uh, one of the points that she was making with this is that HIV, you know, it's still there and it's still affecting people. You know, we don't hear about it. It seems like you know once. Once people came up with a cocktail of drugs or whatever that it seemed like it could be manageable, it sort of disappeared and didn't get the attention that it deserved and I think part of the reason in writing this was calling attention to the fact that you know that this isn't finished mm-hmm. I don't know i I think in terms of making a statement and just both books being yeah dealing with sweeping issues but doing it from such a humane perspective that it's just about the people in it they're both evenly matched there i don't know you know as much as i, I as much as i love american marriage i just feel like and i feel like the complex nature of i almost want to give it to the great believers for the complex nature and i'm not committing to that i'm just sort of talking out loud right now but there is Mm -hmm. it's like we're making these hard choices and it really comes down to like what is a simple poignant really punching novel and i feel like the great believers like you said it does have that sweeping epic feel it's more moving parts it's just more complex more characters that you're dealing with more issues in a sense you know, I don't know if that's, if that's a reason these books are evenly matched and we're going to have to make a decision somehow. So that's sort of what my thought process is right now and why I'm sort of leaning a little bit towards the great believers, but I'd like to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I feel really similarly, like they're evenly matched on so many of these. And I do think with the great believers, it is a, it's that epic sweeping, the, the Kind of tying in of so many characters, the switching back and forth in time, the threads that she picks up in the the Yale sections that get sort of touched on when you get to Paris. There is there's a complexity to it. There's some research to it. There's um, just a, a broader cast of characters than american marriage which almost has like a fable feel to it because it is so simple you really only have three main characters and then you've got a few other people that come in and out but it is a
0: simpler told tale um so i just feel like it comes down to if i was on a desert island and i wasn't going to be rescued for a year which of these books would i want to read which would I want to have with me? And it would be the great believers. Cause I feel like I, it's more layered and I could read it yeah. more times.
1: Yeah. Well, here's another, question, maybe the though. desert
0: Island should be our type. Yeah, our-
1: that's interesting. Although I wonder if that will always just go to the longer book. Um, the, with, um, with American marriage, like, do you feel like if I called you up in four years and said to you, okay, quick American marriage, do you remember what that was about versus, Hey, what was um great believers about or describe it or give me some do you feel like like which one could you conjure up more quickly
0: probably american marriage
1: yeah same that's why i'm like flip-flopping a little bit because i was kind right. of thinking great believers and then and then i was thinking american marriage i think if if I, I think when it comes down to it, I would give a narrow edge to great believers, and it's for the, what we just talked about, which is just the, the multi-layered element of it. Like if we're if we're crowning a winner throughout this whole thing, that feels to me to be something to look at, which is just the complexity of the of the writing structure or the story structure, and I feel like on that alone. If if that's the only reason, I think that would that gives it it kind of noses it above American marriage.
0: Um, and I'm saying this to you: Have we just made the most boring competition in the world? If we advance the great believers, (laughs) then that's against the stars or fire. Hey, everything here is beautiful, and the girl on the train. We
1: can still talk about them. <laughs> I admit that I I may have screwed done, the pooch here. I may have made the pairings in haste. We were didn't know what we were doing, um, but you, we can still have conversations about the other ones. They're just right. gonna be, they're going to be really short.
0: Yeah, and we'll attach them to our other shows. They yeah. won't be stand-alone. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so we both think in four years that an American marriage would be more memorable. It would be the storyline that we would be able to tell. It might have slightly more heart. (laughs) Great Believers Uh, or American Marriage? American Marriage. I mean, I really felt for Yale and Fiona. I I think that there's something about the intimacy of an, an American marriage that just gives it that extra oomph. I do think, though, like the layers, the complexity, like if I had to choose, like if I had to choose, if I only had one book and I was going to be someplace for a very long time, it would probably be, I would probably take The Great Believers, like I said, because I feel like I could read it several times and there would be things going on with different characters and there would be much more to unpack. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, American marriage is, it's a very poignant story. It's so well told. Like, it's intimate. Like, I believe I'm there with these people. And, you know, each time it it alternates through three perspectives. And whatever perspective I was in, I was just rooting for that person and felt like they were right. And then in the very next breath, the very next chapter, it'd be like, oh, no, but this person is just so right. You know, like I feel them.
1: Right, and that it's is... It's hard to
0: discount that, you That know? is
1: a That is a hard thing to do. Like we've talked about on the show, like you said many times, is that you feel sympathy for everyone in that book.
0: I don't know. So now I've talked to myself the other way because I did not feel like that with the great believers. I mean, I was very interested in that story. I don't know. It's, it, these just These books are just both, I feel like, masterful works that the author was at the top of their game. They're talking about really relevant... Topics and maybe we de- maybe we do do a coin toss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I'm okay
0: with. Do you feel really strongly for the great believers, or well, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, I mean, they're really it's really close. It's really really close. I think I think in the end I'd give it to that, but again, I'd be I'd be fine with the other outcome. You want me to flip a coin?
0: So would I. May- okay. You want me to? So heads, grape, yeah. I, right. think, I think that the, <laughs> these are, this is evenly matched. And we will have to put an asterisk on the bracket to say that we just. This went I mean, into double
1: overtime. Sudden death. Right. Determined by coin flip. Okay, you ready? I'm going to do it. Okay, so what did you say heads is what?
0: Great believers.
1: All right, hold on. The winner
0: is tails. American marriage <laughs> moves on with a coin toss
1: win. <laughs> are you... Now, let me ask you, now that I've done that, are you, are you okay with that?
0: I'm okay with that because I would have been okay either way. I yeah. mean, these are really just... They're the same.
1: so funny. I love that we just...
0: Did. We could have talked for the next hour, just flip-flopping flop, yeah. back and forth. talking each other
1: into each side. Okay. Right,
0: yes. All right, so here we are. Girl on the train, Every
1: thing here is beautiful. American marriage and stars are fire four really different books. We will discuss them again. You may think you know how things are going to come out and you may be right, but we're still going to discuss them
0: (laughs) in my heart of heart. I think I thought the great believers was going to win.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, if you're listening to this episode, do you think we got it and right? And you've
0: read these books. And you've read these yeah. books. did we get and it right? And even if you haven't read Should these we? books,
1: did we get it right? Go to the Readerly Report Facebook page or Readerly Report Readers Facebook group and let us know what you think. Tell us if we were crazy or if you agreed with where we came out. As Nicole mentioned, we will, in the next two regularly scheduled podcasts, we will finish off rounds three and four, which will take a lot less time than this one did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, until then, happy reading. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Readerly Report. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at The Readerly Please join our Facebook group, Readerly Report Readers, where you can talk to other listeners about the reading life. You can also find Nicole at nicolebonia.com and me, Gail, at EverydayIWriteTheBookBlog.com. Finally, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes and told your book-loving friends about us.